is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to Saturdays in Canada, and it is Canada Day weekend. The two countries celebrate kind of their births uh, three or four days apart, Wes. They do, and, and it's it's a cool weekend because for me, paying so much attention to, to the sport north of the border, you know, it, it extends the 4th of July festivities. You know, we have, we have Canada Day also. I love that intro for with the uh, O Canada, and of course, we get to hear it. If you're watching the streams now, the streams are easy to get, right? If it's not on TV down here, it's on CFL Plus. You don't even have to pay for it. It's free. It, it is. Uh, and and it's it's pretty easy. You put your email address. And I tell you, I don't – they're not sending spam or anything like that. But, I mean, honestly, you want the information if they're sending it about the games. And, you know, we don't get as much information on, on it's CFL. It's very but it's- difficult so here's what I do, as you know. I do the easy sports data, and, and I'm still looking at all of last year. So here's what I do when I ask the computer. I say to the computer, Mr. Computer, give me all their games from last year and whatever they played this year uh, overall. But give me their last two years and this year for a home or away because it's last games. And it really allows me to get a good feel. But as you know, because we've been talking, it's the third year of the data, but really the second year that we've been betting on it, it is pretty consistent. It's not like, I think it's because there's just so few teams, right? We have the outliers in any, you know, chart. You got the the guys on one end and the guys on the other end, and most of the stuff's in the middle. We talk about the NFL. It's nine and seven, seven and nine in the old days, so it's probably ten and seven, seven and ten now, and everybody's in between there, you know? With the CFL, what we're doing is we're finding that this stuff works, and it allows you to just cash more tickets. That's really all it is. It does. And, and you know, injuries play a factor, and we're, we're, gonna, we're getting into some of that stuff, too, where – you got to be careful not to over or undervalue some of the injuries that the teams have going on. All right, so let's do this. Let's start with last week. We always like to start with last week, and I say that like it's only been a couple of weeks we're doing it, but I like it, and we're going to continue to do it because, <laughs> Wes, you've heard it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? That's true. Now, when you tell someone, and I said this, and I meant it from the bottom of my heart, we have the best CFL podcast, best CFL show, period, in Southern California. Now I know it was a stretch because there's probably nobody else in the competition. But if I said to you, we have a podcast that gives you three winners for every losers, what would you say? You probably wouldn't believe us, right? Even if you don't like the two of us or want nothing to do with the words coming out of our mouths, you're going three and one by by following up on the advice we're given. So, and if you listen, you're doing better because you know what? I gotta think I'm like seven and two in the last nine second halves I bet in Canadian football, and I wanted to thank you because I had a special evening with Vicky, and I was not able to watch the game. I was able to kind of keep track and. Thank God the margaritas were flowing. We were doing some shots because the bathroom breaks, of course, are more frequent. There's a ratio of bathroom breaks to a female in my demographic 
for the margaritas you take. It's pretty easy math. For every margarita, you got to make 1.3 trips to the bathroom. So I was, I couldn't, I didn't have time to get the stream. I was just actually going to play by play. I like watching, if I can't watch it live, I like watching play by play because that is a great way to find an opportunity, you know, for that live action. The adjustment for the live action. So the live action is, is, has far better availability, but the adjustment is slower than it is in a college football or an NBA or, or in a, a NFL, even there, the, the delay is not there. I feel like, I, I don't know for sure, but I feel like what we're seeing is actually happening and the odds and the lines are not adjusting. Well, the, the markets that right. we're in, it is not on the radar in terms of volume that it's getting in terms of wagers. No. We know that, especially, you know, if you're on offshore and you're in Costa Rica, you know what? Where does CFL rank behind all the soccer that's out there, you know? But let's see what happened last week. Betting against Winnipeg, and, and so I'm going to lay the six. They are at home. That's it. I mean, you said it. We're not going to make a living batting against Winnipeg. Do you know when the last time in the Easy Sports data Winnipeg only had one digit in their score? Probably prior to us doing the show. So possibly never. 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 You, you, that's, the judges gave it to you. Ding, ding, ding. Never. So, you know what? Um, what you could look, here's the way I look at it. The week before we lost on the fourth game, that cost me four teamers. This cost me four teamers too. But technically, when you lose the first leg of a four teamer, it allows you to come back and get the three teamer. And sometimes if you're betting to sweep the board, and you know what? Sweeping the board for us, it's it's just a matter of when, not if. And I have, you know, I had a five teamer two weeks ago. I cashed out every week. I have, you know me. I'm, I'm a unique better. I like my money. I don't like it to be in Costa Rica. Maybe, maybe I'm discriminating. I don't know, but I like my money to be my money. And then, of course, you got me. Uh, we, we cashed out. I got on that heater. Now, they didn't take the money out because it was in Bitcoin. And I yeah. picked up another. Uh, what did I end up getting? 20%, I think. I picked up 20% on my, on my winnings because I just yeah. got lucky. And then it's, yeah. it, it flatlined at, what, 30 31, short of 31, like 30,500. 30, yeah. And it flatlined there, and I said, you know what? I got enough. I'm covering John's bets. I'm betting Wes's bets. I got a bet with Paolo gives me. Jonathan from San Antonio throws me baseball plays. I can't be worrying about Bitcoin, too. You know, it's just too much on me. Yeah. All right, but so, yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. It's a positive because what do we know? That's shaving two, three, maybe four points that we're not going to have to lay now going forward over the next two, three weeks with Winnipeg, right? Well, yes and no. And I'll tell you what I learned about this game is now we can put three weeks together with Winnipeg. And this Winnipeg team is allowing points. Uh, They allowed 49 to BC. Uh, They allowed over 30 to Hamilton in the first week. And um, the week before this. You know what my notes have? Is everyone going to put up 27 or more on them? That's what I've asked because that's what it's been after three games. So, so I think we have some consistency there that Winnipeg will allow points. And what happened this game against BC is they put up points faster and then the BC defense showed up. And while the BC defense is putting up points and it's really easy to say it's VA, uh, you know, they, they haven't been at full strength at receiver this, this whole season. Um, they were without Whitehead. 
they were the, they were without Rhymes. I think Rhymes is listed doubtful going into this game. So what it, it, new starting running back, but their defense is is showing up. This Winnipeg team they have not been at full strength on defense either, and it's showing. It it is showing. Uh, Jefferson barely barely saw the field, if even he did this past game. And and Jeff Coat's been out. And and you're talking about two of the best defensive players in in the CFL, possibly future Hall of Famers that aren't on the field. So uh, this game, big surprise, but 15 times I, we, we win this game, you know, 15 well, times. And, and I, I think, what, you know, this is one of those losses I had in the second half because I just assumed they were going to cover the second half. They were down uh, 17 to six. I, I don't know. I didn't do a team total over second half. If I had one, I would have, and I would have lost that too because I didn't have it. But then uh, things got a little better. Quarter unit on money line, and then find a live action play for three quarters of a unit that'll that'll balance the whole thing out. But I'm going to touch sunny line, and I'm going to I'm going to take it's one or two and a half. That was a game that was really weird because it looked at first like it wasn't going to be uh, the BC or the Montreal team we thought we were going to see, but then they just took over the game. Literally took over the game. Austin Mack was a great receiver at Ohio State, but he, he was behind, you know, two all-time greats. He was behind Olave and Garrett Wilson, so he didn't get the looks and, you know, he couldn't make an NFL team. But it's no surprise to me as a diehard Buckeye fan that this guy is showing up at receiver. Cody Fajardo would have changed his scenery, uh, you know, had some inconsistencies last year. And, you know, Hamilton struggles to score points and they, they really don't have an answer at the quarterback position. So, uh, them being a favorite in, in this game, that just felt wrong. And that really did help. That helped the weekend get over, the, you know, that, uh, that, that. It was a tough loss. I'm not going to lie because, you know what, it really is like when you're betting New England in the day and they lost in the second half. It's like, wow, what the hell just happened? <laughs> well, the first one and the last one of the week can hurt you in different ways. The first one of the week messes with your mind. Is it, well, we're just going to win the rest of them, we're cool, clean, sweet? Or is it, whoa. Do we need to now watch ourselves? Are we tilting in the opposite direction? It wouldn't be unreasonable for us to come out yeah, and have a three weeks in. Anything could happen. It just right. happened to work out well for us. All yeah. road teams that I like. I have to take the points in this scenario. I like Sask's resilience, not looking terrible on defense. Trevor Harris it actually looks like he's providing some form of leadership on those sidelines. That game, for me personally, was like, Boring, right? And then I, t I think I texted you, holy cow, this, uh, what did I, uh, I forget how I cutely wrote it, but basically a game, a, a game broke out in the second half. At times, not all of them, but at times, the final three minutes, that three-minute warning in a CFL game can be compared to only one other sports scenario, which is NHL playoff overtime. There was, it was a nine, it was either nine or 11-point deficit with very short amount of time on the clock and Calgary came back forced the overtime and and the overtime in the CFL is great but but because it's two and out not three and out and the, and the clock stop I don't know if you you caught that or if you see that in games but the clock stoppage works very different in the CFL than it does in the NFL when the ball is dead they bring everybody to the line of scrimmage they stop the clock then they bring it to the line of scrimmage and when everybody's lined up they start the clock so it doesn't function the same way as the NFL where there's two seconds left and he goes down and they got to scramble well, and they don't really get it. I think if you remember, I was it was Father's Day and I got to watch it on the big TV. So I was watching it and I was explaining to him, you know what? 
there's three minutes left in the game. An NFL game, that could be one possession, maybe two. And this year, it could be four or five, and they could have three scores. And we That's pretty much what they did that game. You're only killing 40 seconds if you take a knee. And but Did you see at the end of this game, when Sass was going in to take the lead, the guy called timeout. The coach called timeout. He did. And I thought, this is the stupidest thing in the world. Why is he doing that? And I had to sweat through it. No, it didn't matter. Right, because they won. But if they lost in overtime, we would have a different attitude because I probably wouldn't have cashed out this week. Yeah, the the brothers coaching against each other. You know, they they they've been playing chess since they were in diapers against one another. So there there's a different pride and chess match going on. Well, yeah, we've seen that play. anytime brothers are on the opposite sidelines. And then uh, finally, again, uh, it was a nice uh, weekend. I think that they just intercepted a far better quality quarterback last week than what Edmonton even has on their roster. So I think I think we're going to see one interception. Probably two, because that's who Toronto is. Laying the points, six and a half. All right, so this game was was a second-half bonanza because it ended up being uh, Toronto came back, and they didn't cover the first half, right? They covered the first half. They, they, they covered the first half, and they – oh, no, no, no. I was, giving, I was giving one and a half, I think, right? Yeah. They, they didn't cover uh, – I, I think it was a one-point uh, one point lead. They covered the over in the first right. half, which was right. 12 and a half. Yeah. But – uh, Toronto didn't seem to want to win this one early, but this is an odd one because there was a lot of flags that went against Toronto. There was a lot of non-Toronto style, just foolishness that cost them yards. And Edmonton, you know, don't be fooled by the score here. Edmonton scored points on defense. So to me, those are just great plays. That is not now, if they happen this week and the following week, well, yeah, if you're a team, they're Edmonton for heaven's sake. They're Edmonton. Remember, yeah. we just we discussed Edmonton. If your keyboard, the W is broken on your keyboard, and you're doing data for Edmonton, don't worry about it. You're good. All right? and, in, and in the end, I mean, it was probably a couple minutes into the four, into the third quarter. They they found a way to elk, and the Argos handled their business. The Argos at home is a very strong stat. Um, this this one was on the road, but uh, your data probably shows the Argos at home, regardless if they're supposed to win or not, is very strong. Yeah, well, what we're going to do right now is we're going to uh, we're going to look. We got the only three games because it's Canada Day, and uh, what we're going to do is go out listen to a little bit of prop swap talk because right about the I don't know, I think you went in. You told me you went in early, then you went in again later. So I'm going to start paying attention to those futures for. Uh, the Grey Cup, and, of course, uh, Championship Football's our sponsor. You may not know this, but the Chiefs did win the Super Bowl. You're listening to Saturdays in Canada with Black Hawk West here on the Sports Betting Channel. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Saturdays in Canada with Black Hawk West on Canada Day weekend. Canada Day and the 4th of July are, are a pretty cool, cool time again for me. Remember, I've had 4th of July's, Wes, where I had to bet baseball. Right? We're sitting around drinking. I'm eating some of my Wana gummies, and the Wana gummies are perfect for the pool. Remember, I didn't have any until I went to Vegas, and I got them in Vegas, but they're, they're a special, special product. But that was it. It was baseball. And let me tell you, yeah, maybe if you got a 20 or 25, you know, things of, uh, of on your number of, of cannabis, and you, you may not want to watch baseball because you fall asleep. <laughs> you know, yeah. It really is. You don't fall asleep watching the CFL. All 
All right, but we got um, we've got Edmonton at Ottawa. It's forty-two and a half minus three and a half. I've got some notes. Let's see what you say. So you know, Edmonton didn't look terrible against Toronto this past week. I, I, the truth be told, I don't. I, outside of that BC blowout, they haven't looked terrible. I mean, they're, they're they they had a chance to win the first game of the season. Um, but so this goes one of two ways. Do they come out angry after a loss? I don't know. They've had plenty of time to show us if they're capable of doing that in the past year. Or, or you know, do they – was that just a, a demoralizing type of type of loss? Um, where I struggle with this game, so so Ottawa is at home. That's a great stadium. And uh, Ottawa is also coming off a bye. Ottawa has struggled on offense, but their defense is pretty sound for the opponents they've played and the points that have been allowed. So – I, I know Ottawa is going to show up on defense. The only question is the Ottawa offense and then laying three and a half. Can they even put up enough points to lay three and a half? Edmonton was able to manufacture some points on their defense against Toronto. And uh, and, and that was impressive because Toronto was running this, this uh, really up-tempo Oregon Duck style, you know, 2012 looking offense. But uh, when it's all said and done, I got to take the fresh team coming off a bye going against the worst team and the biggest mush we know. So I'm going to lay the three and a half. There was some line movement on this one too. Earlier today, it was three and a half, but Edmonton was minus 120 and Ottawa was even money. And and when I see that, that's almost like the book is begging us to lay money on Ottawa, almost like they're more comfortable. Uh, It's almost like they're scared that Edmonton's actually going to win it. So I was nervous for what that that line movement meant, but we're at minus 110 on both sides now. So somebody laid some money and evened that thing up. We're going to lay three and a half and take Ottawa. So here's what I, I look at Ottawa and I say to myself, how do you bet on a team that has lost against the spread 10 straight at home and is 2-15 and 15 against the spread since we started? Well, it's Edmonton. It's Edmonton. <laughs> it's, that's the end. So, you know what? As you know, I bet your bets. But I had my notes that, you know what? This game is, is screaming under. It's just screaming under. It, it looks like this is going to be two teams. Now, if you look at Ottawa in the second half, if you bet against Ottawa and the under, you've hit five straight parlays. I'm going to talk about a lot of this going forward because now that the data is going to be three four five weeks and by the time five weeks rolls around i might not even look at last year's data i'll do maybe for some head-to-head stuff Mm -hmm. but the bottom line is when we could hop on those parlays you know four or five weeks plus 260 golly gee that's a lot of money yeah it is all right so the next game oh no no it's Canada. (laughs) we get to take a break we get to go uh uh, here's uh, more about our sponsor. Championship football is here on Saturdays in Canada with Black Hawk West on the Sports Betting Channel. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Saturdays in Canada here on the Sports Betting Channel, sponsored by ChampionshipFootballs.com with Black Hawk West. West, we got the. Second game of a three-team weekend. E- even though, you know what, I have been known to find a way to make a five- and six-team parlay with only three games on the board, just so you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I-, I-, I mentioned to you about the round robins, and I know you know you do them a lot too, but I'm really enjoying 
that whole when that first team wins on a round robin, you get a whole 24 hours to to enjoy the fact that each of these games is now a straight bet for you. And golly gee, if you get into the last one, you could even look if you're a big enough better, you could look at hedging and getting your money back. And I will if I have fifty dollars to win four hundred. I will bet fifty dollars the other way all day long because then I got to say I bet for free this weekend. But we got and, I, um, and we we've got, been getting really reasonable, really reasonable team total overs in these games if if you pick the right ones. Well, and of course that is the key. And if you don't really know which ones are the the right ones, then then you're kind of missing the whole concept of sportsbettingweeklylive.com. We'll always show you the very last show. So you can go there now and watch. The, this is the fourth week, so you can watch the first three weeks and, and see that uh, we, we kind of know what we're doing a little bit anyway. All right, so we got the – this is uh, – uh, 75% of the time we know. Yes, that's true. So this is uh, July 1st, Saturday. This yeah. is Canada Day. So they yeah. play on Canada Day, but they don't play the day after, and then they play again Monday. We got Monday night football. You've heard me say it before. I said it last week and it bit us. You're not going to make a living betting against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Now I'm going to talk out of the other side of my mouth because this is this is not what we saw last week and the amount of points being allowed. Uh, it's some of the worst points allowed in the entire CFL. Now, and, and that's on offense and that's total. Or I'm sorry, that's on defense and total. So uh, the, the way they sit right now, I, I mean, I – We'll get better injury updates as we get closer to kickoff. But uh, Willie Jefferson, Jackson Jeffcoat, uh, you know, I'm, I, I need to know more about that defense and, and what's going to happen. I also uh, on offense, they have some they have a they have a suspension and the best wide receiver in this league, in my opinion, and Kenny Lawler. So and that's six I'm, was six weeks. It, it well, his suspension is is undisclosed. There's the six there's the, the six week IR that that takes place. So there's going to be some players that come back to all the teams on week six. So we're two weeks away from that. Kenny Lawler's a suspension for some illegal activity. It was egregious enough for him to have a suspension, but I, he's not going to miss the season. But I don't think Winnipeg is going to tank. O'Shea's not tanking, but at the same time, they have a lot to look forward to and a lot of momentum that they could catch. Oh, we have to, I have to interrupt you. It is now 20 after the hour. I love that number. It is 420. And what did we say? Oh, I already mentioned the, the whole WANA thing. But I just love the fact that it's 420 in London. It's London's the queen, and that's Canada Day. That's what it is. They, all these provinces got together, and they're going to stay under the queen. They, I mean, they loved the queen. My golly, gee. When she went, Canada was in mourning. But um, I, I love it. I love it. Okay, we're good. Winnipeg. So, so in, in this game, I don't think Winnipeg's investable here after the performance they just put up because they showed they're capable of not scoring points and allowing points. Um we're getting the right Cody. We got a hot up and coming wide receiver in, in Montreal. Montreal is going to put up points on this defense. That, that's for sure. Not at the same rate that BC did. Montreal's defense is what I'm questioning here. So, and I think Winnipeg is going to perform. I'm not saying Montreal is going to blow them out, but 
in a scenario like this, we got to take the points. Winnipeg very well may win, but I'm comfortable taking the points. Montreal at home, Winnipeg off of a beatdown, questionable roster on defense. Uh, you know, Winnipeg is is not fully dethroned on that elite elite as far as I'm concerned, but this we can't invest in them after what we've Let seen. Let me ask you a question. I don't care who you are. You're a human being. You got emotions, and you got to be sitting there shocked that you only scored six points, right? You got to be in shock of some sort. I would need. I I would not lay anything more than two and a half on Winnipeg in this game. So I, I have to be on the six. I like Montreal. I like the way they performed. Um, All right, so here's um, some here's some stats for you. Montreal has allowed fewer points in six straight second half games. Now I do realize some of those were last year. But work with me on this one. In their last 11 second halves, they are 9-2 and two against the spread. I am looking for this second half to have more points than I think the first half will. So I am, I am looking at the, coming up with, a, with a, a, an open parlay. I can do open parlay, so I can put a four-teamer in for Friday's game. It'll be a three-teamer this week, of course, and and – open it with two second halves, and I'm going to do that. So I'm trying to pick – because three is a lot easier than four. We all know, first of all, you don't get screwed as much on the odds, right? Uh, The odds of three should be eight, they pay you six. The odds of four should be, you know, whatever, 16, and they pay you 10. gets worse as it gets harder, which it shouldn't be the thing. But um, nine and two against the spread in the second half. You know how I feel about the second half, Wes. That's one championship. When these these guys are closing out games, I mean, Montreal has not played the stiffest of competition, but they are – they're closing out games when they have a lead. And it, it, again, it's not the teams. I'm, I'm playing the number. I, I want the six points here. And I think that we probably only have a very small window this week, maybe one more week to get these long spreads. So let's can... ask about that because I mentioned earlier, what would this spread be if they won over uh, BC 30 to six? It'd be well, nine and I... a half. I, I don't know. I don't think I don't think anybody is. I don't think any odds maker is going to is going to call Cody Fajardo a, a nine and a half point uh, dog. I think it would probably be six, six and a half. But but our comfort level would change if Winnipeg wasn't allowing the points. They are. I'd be totally comfortable to take Winnipeg and lay the six. I, I, I'm not saying Winnipeg loses this game, although I think Montreal could beat them. Yeah, I, they, I really they have do. given up 88 points in the first three games of the year. And that is not great cup material yeah. so we you know if we get a close one here we're going to see some short winnipeg spreads and and really good opportunity in the weeks to come when they start to get healthy these close games we might be seeing winnipeg minus one minus two and a half Th- those are better numbers but plus six against montreal that's demonstrated nothing but great play uh it's unjustified okay so when we come back uh i would remind you if you can find wana gummies in your local dispensary, and you've got a pool party to go to the 4th of July, you can thank me later. And don't forget to join our 420. There actually was, there was a 420 opportunity when I was at dinner. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do the screenshot. I mean, I was, I was on my best behavior. behavior. All right, when we come back, you're listening to Saturdays in Canada with Blackhawk West here on the Sports Betting Channel. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Welcome back to Saturdays in Canada with Black Hawk West here on the Sports Betting Channel, sponsored by ChampionshipFootballs.com, and it is the final 
Monday Night Football will be our first Monday Night Football in a while, and our last Monday Night Football for a while, I would imagine. I know that, um, you know, well, you know what, when will we get Monday Night Football? Labor Day, right? We won't have any games on Monday. Do the, the, the CFL have anything crazy? They Because they're pretty much Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Yeah, and sometimes they skip one of them. Uh, let's see. I have the schedule in front of me right now. We get two games on Saturday in week six. Um, which that's Saturday, July 15th. That's a cool one. So, um, but yeah, we, we stay Saturday, Sunday. We, we stay Thursday. You know, that, that's the other thing, Wes. And if you're catching this show, understand how in sync we're going to be with CFL football right when college football, and you have no clue in the beginning. And the NFL, it takes two, three, four weeks in the NFL. Don't get me wrong. Can you start off great? Yes, you can. But as you know, to really get a feel for those teams takes a little bit of time. The CFL money is going to just cover us. Man. It's it going to fill our and, coffers. Well, and that's that's the strategy every year. And um, what's cool about, you mentioned college football, opening weekend of college football. I mean, I'm talking about opening weekend, not the prior week, the week zero. Um, Labor Day weekend. Yeah, so there's there's CFL is Saturday, Sunday that week, but then Labor Day, we get two CFL games on Monday. Yeah. So and and normally there's a college game, but we'll we'll get two Monday games uh, come come September and then you know we move we move into the the Canadian Thanksgiving. So we got the last game of the week and like I Jesus, said I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. That was so cool. I mean, first of all, the way it started, Toronto scored the first eighteen points of the second half. So I have Toronto on the over and it's sitting at 18 pretty early in the, in the third, I'm thinking this is sweet. And then of course, Edmonton kind of made it a, a scare, but they, you know, they never had, a, they never threatened. And then I guess you had told me they had a strip sack or something. And, yeah. you know, I think that was right about when the fajitas came. So, you know, the fajitas, they make the noise, you know, <laughs> the last thing you want to do is not be in the that- that was the real game changer was was there was a, a strip sack on the goal line before the Edmonton player could cross the line and Toronto got it and they had a, a fairly nice return. They didn't take it 110, but they, you know, they, they got it out of, you know, the, 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 the voluntary safety zone and, you know, they put themselves in position. You know, they they left points on the board. So that that was a big turning point in the game for me looking at this one. So. Yeah, 46 and a half and plus one. And it, again, Toronto, you know, we went from uh, they were a buy uh, mm-hmm. to we lost on them. And, and now we're betting them again. Yeah. And and last week, uh, the, the odd the lines moved a little bit on it. But um, BC just beat Winnipeg. I mean, throttled them in the toughest stadium in, in the CFL to play, in my opinion. I mean, they, I mean, huge game. Um, and Toronto's at home. So this game, Toronto really performed poorly. Um, Toronto gave up some penalty yards that they shouldn't have given up, but then there were moments where they actually looked like Toronto and they still put up a lot of points. They played terrible, uh, for a good amount of the game. Um, but what they showed on offense that, that I, I keep tying it back to the 2012 Oregon ducks, because I mean, they just, uh, they, they get, they got a, a, a real banger at, at running back and they get, they get five yards and then they go into up tempo and Chad Kelly coming from the sec is the perfect guy to be running it. He's not, 
making a tremendous amount of mistakes and he's mobile and will keep him honest. BC has got their second game in a row on the road at a tough stadium. And the, the plus two, I'm taking Toronto here and I'm taking Toronto to beat them outright. Uh, I, I think BC hung a lot of points on a suspect Winnipeg defense. We stated that earlier. I'm not going to beat up Winnipeg because they've made us a lot of money. Um, BC is a great team. I, I, thus far, they're probably the best team in, in this young CFL season. But two games in a row, two huge games in a row against the former Grey Cup teams. Uh, that's a lot to get them up for. And Toronto, I, I, I will say it, it, last year, Toronto was the number one intercepting defense uh, in, in the entire CFL with 29 interceptions. So now they're going up against a quarterback that they're going to have to put up points the way that Toronto is able to move the ball down the field at that tempo. And, and that, that, that's something that this BC defense has not seen before. So I like Toronto in this spot. I'm going to take the points. We're starting to get a feel for you know, there's three or four of these quarterbacks that are pretty good, and that's about it, right? Out of nine, yeah. there's like three or four that are pretty good. So guess what? Could you imagine a sport of the three main footballs that we cover, which are American football collegiate, American football professional, and the CFL? The CFL is more quarterback-driven than any of them because it feels bigger and wider and there's more people and stuff. But Adams versus Kelly, I mean, it really it becomes we're we're going to have games down the road that are going to be similar to in the NFL when Burrow plays Mahomes and that kind of stuff. I realize it's the CFL, so I don't get all bent out of shape. But I'm talking about for those nine positions, nine quarterbacks in the league, we're going to start to see, and then that's going to be a big deal because those guys they don't think they don't know, right? Yeah. They don't know who beats you and who you beat. Well, and these these two in their positions in the in the rosters, I mean, they're something of the future. I mean, I don't probably don't want to say it's it's Mahomes Burrow, but um, I mean, it's it's something along those lines. What it feels right now, they're both they're both playing really well. And we got three teams in the CFL: Ottawa, Hamilton, and and Edmonton have not even a, a whiff of the quarterback position being under control. Uh, the rest of them are, are either there or, you know, up and coming. And these two teams fall into that. This is the guy of the future. So let's look at some of the data, what it says. It says here the, the Lions have gone under in seven straight. But listen to these. If you bet BC in the under for every possible set selection, so your first half, second half game, all right? In the last five, right, there were 15 of those. You'd be 11 and four. If you bet on BC and the under, they are 11 and four, uh, four and one in the first half, three and two for the second half, four and one for the game. That's with the under. And yet Toronto's coming in, having scored 30 straight at home and three straight and 23 or more in eight of eight. Bottom line is um, if you like Toronto, you, you got to think that this game could go over too, right? Well, and I, I got to ask you, what does your data say about Toronto's home record for the last season? When we look at Toronto home record for the last season, where did I put Sundays? Oh, Monday. Monday. It's Monday. I keep forgetting it's Monday. So I'll, I'll let the data I'm, talk, but it I'm feels so like excited. Toronto at home is pretty dangerous. Okay. In the first half, they've scored 13 or more in five straight. They have scored 33, or that 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 number that I gave you was at home. It was three straight 30s, but they're five and one against the spread. This is the last 
eight at, on uh, overall, 23, 28, 24, 33, 34, 24, 32, 43, but at home, 34, 33, 32. You don't need to, to take a math test to know what the median is for a, number, a set of numbers that's 32, 33, and 34. They're averaging 33 points a game. And you got to wonder last week if Winnipeg even put up 20. Would BC have had the opportunity to hang the the points that they did? Yeah, but thirty to twenty here is fifty. Fifty is more than forty six and a half. You heard that here first. Fifty is more than forty six and a half. So we will see. But as you know, um, so much happens uh, in the first half that impacts uh, not only the live action but the second half action. So uh, you know. The bottom line is, I know we're not going three and one this week. I know that. That's not going to happen, okay? We can't possibly do it four weeks in a row. <laughs> but maybe this would be the week that we uh, we get the, well, the zero up there for the first time. Well, we can't go 75%. We have to go either 66 or 100 That's with it. three games on the board. Yeah, and no doubt about all it. The, and this is East versus West. These are, are these are all West Coast Correct. Teams. Only because of the head-to-head matchup. There were only two each, and there was really nothing on there that jumped out at me. Uh, yeah. But boy, when you get those those that head to head data is so valuable, especially when you see you know it was 150 to 30 in the last four games. I mean, come on, they got your number. It doesn't take a genius lay the points. All right, buddy. Anything else? No, I, I think we're good. We're on two dogs this week, so we we love the points at this point. All right, have a safe and uh, wonderful Fourth of July weekend to you and your family. And, and a wonderful uh, Canada as Day. Always, hey? Yeah, always be cashing. Always be cashing. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.